Mike Kissarm. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 160 of the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Well, uh, joining me today is, of course, the reigning champion of the Kiss FAQ <laughs> show. <laughs> Right. Lonnie, uh, St. Louis Kiss on the board, which is on, it's teetering on its last legs, that board. I am uh, just give you everyone a quick update because I'm sick of the email saying it's not working in the new site. No, it isn't because the new site is a nightmare. And I've been testing the upgrade and the migration and all that shit that d- you just don't care about. You don't want to even know the details of what I'm going through with this uh, web host who's soon to be the artist formerly known as my web host because they're going to be given <laughs> the old... Um, bugger off because they suck they absolutely suck and i'm fed up with i i bought a new west hope web host package the other day uploaded my database which is the message boards is like four gigs imported it in i think 20 minutes it took and the current one can't even import it so you know whatever no one cares julian shut up we don't want, no, need to know about the details in the background um what other news? Uh, tomorrow, hitting the road, going down to L.A. Ken, if you do join us, you'll be also heading down there tomorrow. For, um, so I have no idea what's going on in L.A. tomorrow night. I know it's going to be a long drive, but good company. And we'll see what happens at this first vault experience. I My expectations, what are they? Um, I'm going there with an open mind and patience because I know it's the first one, and they're probably going to be – kinks in the works to work out uh, and i totally expect that keith alcourt uh one of the people who are no doubt going to be front and center for that it seems like a really nice guy from our you know having him on the show and, and talking with him so i'm sure they're going to do everything they can to make it the experience that they want it to be for everyone so anyone who is going to la you know just do keep that in mind we're guinea pigs we're going to break their system and see what works and what doesn't work in order for this to be the the best thing i bring a video camera i'm going to film my vault experience i'm going to film your vault experience if you're there and i'm still there hanging out i know uh someone who i'm sure a lot of people would like to meet is going to come in around three o'clock um which if you've been waiting around for your your gene vault experience should make things easier keith has also dropped some uh hints about other people who may be dropping by and remember it's los angeles anything is possible you know and if you're in L.A. and doing the vault, and I, I say it every time, you know, if you ever bought one of my books and want it signed, I will happily do so to pass the time. Come say hi. Let's take some pictures. Let's have some fun, talk some kiss shit, and, you know, that time will fly straight by. So what are you looking forward to hearing out? You know, let, let us know because, uh, you know, I, if I need to document something, what does Lonnie want to know about these vault experiences? It's really intriguing. I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens because I think – you know, we've been we've been waiting for this for a few months, and the fact that the first one is upon us, and we'll you know the rumor the rumors will will start to subside, and you know facts will remain of what what actually is is going to be included one one hundred percent. And you know, I guess I'm really in, I'm really curious to see what everyone's little surprise item is going to be, and to see like what your surprise item is versus what Ken's surprise item is versus other people that are going to be there. And who knows? I mean, maybe you guys may open them up and there might be some jealousy in the room and you guys want to you guys want to want to trade even. Who knows? So and, and what is Gene really going to put in these things? Yeah. You know, how 
how how rare of an item or how of a you know, if someone can open it up and go, oh, this is really stupid. These are, you know, I don't know, Polaroid shots of something from Psycho Circus or something that I wasn't, I was had, I had higher expectations for. So it'll be interesting to see what those are, and it'll just be interesting to see how how everything works out. Like you said, you guys are definitely going to be the guinea pigs, and I think that although some people may be jealous that you guys are getting yours early on, people that are getting their vaults later may have a, a better and, and richer experience. Because just like anything with KISS, when KISS started doing like those meet and greets, they started doing them like after the shows and their makeup was kind of run down and they didn't look as crisp as they do like in the photos now. And then, you know, they, they've just kind of made things better with the acoustic show and everything else. And and I think that the vault experience will be a, a similar um, type of deal where I think it'll be good. Don't get me wrong. I think, it's gonna, I think you're going to come back raving from it, but I think that the people who get their vaults later are going to have even better and better experiences as, as things press on. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sure one way or the other, I'm going to be raving. I'm going to be either stark raving mad or ravingly <laughs> overjoyed. You know, I, I think one of the things I do like stressing to people is that this bonus, this hidden item is not in the price. So whatever you get, there, there's going to be inequality that, there's no way about it that perception of value is completely different to different people i go in there expecting nothing i go in there expecting a used jock strap um because of some of my no. meet and greet experiences with the band so you know if i have no expectations i can't be let down sure if exactly that's my theory in life if, if it's a steam packed <laughs> thing of socks from 1976 of course yeah you're going to be disappointed but i am more interested in the music and i am just so jazzed and and, you know i've heard a lot of it obviously but to hear it all and then people are talking about going back and putting it in sequence chronological order and and how they're going to listen to it i'm going to be you know getting those cds ready for the drive back and then it's going to be what are we listening to on the drive because uh you know i will not facebook live any music you know you know nothing from the box it, it really is one of those things that I think is important not to ruin people's vault experiences. So any video I do shoot, I'm going to be, you know, very careful about what I use and how I use because it may not be a fair representation, again, being the guinea pigs. So I'll have a lot of stuff probably on the cutting room floor. Um, hey, Kurt, want to license it? Uh, you know, <laughs> no, you know, it's, it, I don't want to be unfair to Gene or Keith or any of the people behind this in, giving a false representation i'm look, i want to film some of the acoustics at that i think will be fair to share because i'm sure everyone will have their phones up live facebooking it anyway uh it'll be up on youtube i don't think that's going to do any problems and i would hope gene will mix that up a little bit and you know maybe learn from the format so you know my moment with gene well you know i've, I've got a plus one who's driving down with me who's going to get some of the autographs you know i only want to get one thing signed and you know be in the he can be in the photo with me and gene and that'll be fun. So who, what's it going to be like? Who the hell knows? We're going we're gonna to find out. Capitol Records, you know. It's uh, hopefully everyone else gets venues that are as cool as that. So I'm looking. No. I am looking forward to that. So let's uh, leave the vault in the vault, and we'll find out more. I have a, a, a vault-filled episode next week. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of vault-filled episodes, and Ken will have his experience to share with everyone on the Kiss FQ podcast. I hope so. Um, Let's talk what, about yeah about what we were going to talk about today, and that was um, a, again another event that's coming up is of course the Atlanta Expo, 
and again, a little bit of a public service announcement for that is I finished boxing up all my shit to ship to Atlanta last night, and I got 14 boxes of books. So if you're looking for any of my titles, then you're... It's a Julian Gill experience in Atlanta. No, you've got some prices (laughs) that cannot be beat. Yeah, cheaper than Amazon. So if you've been waiting... Except for the Antoine Monster book with the makeup cover. There's only a few copies of that left, and that is, again, limited to 50 copies. And then there's the secret title. So it's all packed up. I'm ready. So do the vault, and then it's all focused on Atlanta. So, all right. And so, Julian will even take his picture with you for a, for a nominal fee. Yeah, for free. Yeah, <laughs> for free. Actually, shouldn't it be the other way around that I, I should be paying you? You should be paying it. Hey, we, and then, we, but then you'll have people like, getting back in line and they'll walk away with like 120 bucks at the end of the day. Well, have you ever been to one of those like monster thing expos? And there are some pretty obscure people who like go walk around and go, hi, I'm so-and-so from such. Would you like to take your picture with me? And you're like, no, nah, that's all right. They just oh, look so, they're like so dejected. So Stop wasting my time. <laughs> don't, don't do that to the wannabe kiss people at uh, the Atlanta expo. <laughs> We've all these dejected uh, stars in their own mind. All right, so uh, it's a Vinny-related topic today. And Vinny has never had a greatest hits package. Uh, everyone's laughing on the floor right now, I'm sure. What do, what do you mean? What hits? And I, I wanted to think about how could we put together a 12 to 15 song greatest hits package? You know, Universal basically owns the world now anyway, so perhaps the Chrysalis stuff and the Enigma stuff and all that could just be put onto one package. What would you want in a best of Vinny CD collection other than a one silence track of waves crashing across you know, rocks, <laughs> relaxation. Because I know some people that are, they just turned off right now. They're like, Vinny, best of, screw you, forget Best of Vinny. But, but for Not me, who does own Vinny.Vincent.com still, um, you know, I do like Vinny. I love his music. Opening track, how important and what would you go for to make the most bombastic or the most appropriate opening track on a Vinny Vincent? greatest his package lonnie i'll let you start this it's a cop-out it's a cop-out but my opening track would be boys are gonna rock i think it's i I don't know a better introduction for for vinnie i think it's i think it's a perfect bombastic vinnie vincent song and maybe it's a cop-out because it's the opening track on invasion but i think it's great i don't i don't know i don't personally i don't know of a better way to open it up. And I, and I sat and I thought about it for a couple of days and like, well, no, come on, think of something better, you know, put, put let freedom rock or something like that starting up. But no, I can't do it. I think boys are going to rock is the best way to start out a best of any compilation. And you may disagree with me, but that's, I, I couldn't come up with anything better. Well, I, I do disagree with you and I'm surprised you See? didn't go with unholy. I, I totally thought well, that you were going to go straight to, but the it's, wheel. but it, yeah, and I could go straight to the well and, and go down there. But I went with I, – and I get it, you know, obviously he co-wrote Unholy, but to me Unholy is still more of a Kiss song than a Vinny song, Even, and I, and I get what you're saying. But I, when I think Boys Are Gonna Rock, I think Vinny. When I think Unholy, I think Kiss. Mm. So that's why I went with that. I wonder if there's a, a demo with Vinny actually playing guitar. That I know Bruce has talked about, you know – how all that came about but is there a work tape somewhere of Vinny's original ideas of any of those songs that he ultimately contributed to on on the kiss album not that he owns maybe that maybe that's your secret item on in your vault julian is 
Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, ha- having owned the Stanley the Parrot acetate uh, that's in Kistry, I would love it if mine had a freaking demo cassette shell, you know, the tape. They've already transferred it, and you wouldn't own any rights to it because it's on the vault, that song. I would love that. That, that would just make me smile no one, but it's not How about be. that? Yeah, how about that? You know, see you in your dreams tonight. Not. So, all right. I open up my album with a Kiss song because to me, Kiss and Vinny is as legitimate as just Vinny on his own. I want to open with Exciter. Again, for the same reasons that I've always raved about it when we talk about Lick It Up or the very best opening tracks on an album. I want it all Vinny. I want it the the uncut, say, you know, it's a little bit like the version of Sweet Pain with the alternate solo that was thrown on Destroyer Resurrected. I'll do the Exciter um, alternate solo with Vinny solo, which I just never see the bother and why they put Derringer on it other than to maybe say to Vinny, hey, you're not that important right now. See, I can go over here and get Rick Derringer <laughs> to play the solo. Oh, see how it's just the same as yours. Um, so that's my opening track on mine. What's up next for yours? It's good. It's good. We, we both have it's it, there's only two of us, but we both have a unique approach to doing it. So we're not going to be we're not going to be the same. So I stuck with more along the lines of Vinny. And I went with Love Kills as my second track. Yeah. That is not on See? my album. That is not See? on my album. We are not going to have, we are obviously not going to have a lot of it, overlap it here today. It would be fun if, our, if we were the same. Okay, why? What, what is it about that? Is it is it the video? Is it the ballady? Is it, you know, what is it that gets you thinking about that being some of the best of any oh i like i like the obviously i, I like his, his guitar work on it but i like the lyrics on it it's just kind of it's kind of it's just kind of kind of just dirty and kind of you know i don't know just kind of just kind of it is right it is i mean i just, I just like it and i <laughs> For lack of better terms, I just I just think it's it's a good Vinny song, and he has great guitar work on it. And I guess why not? I think it, I think it's a good song. I think it should be on there. All right. Well, I went in, lack better, for lack of better terms. Go ahead. I, I went in a very similar vein for the next drop. I went with a bombastic or bombastic um, leadoff track straight into a, a power ballad that time of year mm-hmm. for me. And again, it's it's down to I love that song. And love the video, everything about it. Again, it's it, Vinny to me, as a rhythm player, as a melodic player, is so criminally underrated by his own hand. He 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 really wanted to be over the top so much at the time that he forgot that he had fantastic melodic rock. Um, Characteristics. I mean, go back to that stuff that he did with Treasure, Innocent Eyes, and uh, Turn Yourself Around, or whatever it is. I can't remember off the, off the top of my head. But uh, very, very good melodic writer who could have been just so much better. And that song could have been so much bigger for my taste in, in that era that that material really resonated on MTV. So He's a great melodic writer, and it's... It's still such a shame to me that we haven't gotten more out of him, especially, obviously, obviously within the last 20 years. I mean, who knows? And who knows? Maybe maybe Vinny has his own box set out there. (laughs) I I think Vinny could do really well with the archives, you know, something something along an archive 
box set with cassettes, but I don't know. <laughs> I think I, I would still, who knows? And it has to, it has to be addressed somehow, some way in a few weeks in Atlanta. And we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but I, yeah, you, you're probably get, that, you're, you're going to get an email my, saying, if you mention the archives, you'll be served with a you will be kicked out and you will be removed. <laughs> you will be escorted from the facility, and they will take a picture of you as they're escorting you out and not allow you back in the next day. But they will give you a free hot pink T-shirt with a bootmark on the back saying, I got ejected from the Atlantic. <laughs> I got ejected from the Atlantic. I was there. <laughs> I, I was there. Briefly. I was there. Briefly. <laughs> <laughs> that's so freaking funny that's awesome um i kind of go back and i kind of go back into a kiss vein after a couple of any songs and i do go with exciter for my third pick because it is it is again Vinny showing off his skills and it's so fast and it's so 1983 that it it blend it it was the perfect lead off track for an album in 1983 with what guitarists were doing, emulating um, the style of the style at the time. So for me, Exciter, <laughs> there's no doubt I'm, I'm with you that it has been on there and it's a good track for you for, for opening it up. But for me, it's, it's the third one on my list. It has to be on there for sure. Yeah. I love, I, I love that opening riff every time. So mm-hmm. um, my number three song, I'm staying in kind of the power ballady kind of move. I, I want to get those out early on and a million to one. For and, sure. Yeah. You know, whether it's the kiss version, whether it's a demo that Vinny's got of him, you know, doing it on an acoustic or him recording it his way, you know, Vinny's no slouch as a vocalist. There's several demos that circulate with him taking the lead work on it. And he's got a good voice. Uh, is it good enough to do a million to one uh, versus Paul Stanley? Um, highly improbable, Starchild. But, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind hearing a take of a million to one done by Vinny and just the style. Again, it was as the power ballads started to appear on Kiss albums the previous year with I Still Love You. You know, it, it was just one of the very best songs ever. I wet my pants when Paul was doing that live in 2006. And, you know, no that, doubt. That, that was one of those things that was one of those bucket list moments in history for me. So uh, that's my next one. No doubt. Yeah. When Paul did that song live in 06, it was freaking amazing. And even though you're at a club and it's a Paul Stanley show, it's still half the people aren't even seeing it. It's, it was really strange to me. And then he goes into he goes in the, I guess it was got to choose after that. He goes, you know this one, because you could tell that most of the people there didn't even know it, which is a shame because it's so great. Yeah. My next one, I know it's not it's not trademark Vinny, but it's it's a great song that he co-wrote, and it's and it's I Love It Loud. It's something that Kiss still plays. I mean, it's a it's a staple in the Kiss in the Kiss uh, concert. So you know, there's not a great shredding Vinny guitar solo on it. But it's a great song, and it's a power anthem that Kiss can't let go of playing for obvious reasons. It's a great, even though I, I'll sit here. Well, you're probably gonna people are probably calling me a hypocrite because if we ever talk about setlists, it's like one of the songs that I say, oh, it's got to come out of there. I've, <laughs> I've heard it enough times. But I'm putting. Why are you putting it on a on a, a greatest hits album? Well, you know, Kiss would put it on a great greatest hits album because it is a great hit for them. So even though it's not Vinny trademark shredding, I'm still going to put I Love It Loud on there because it was very successful and still is. 
Well, can't fault it. See, it's, uh, see we differ. It's 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 one of the Kiss classics. It always will be. So, you know, I don't know if I take it out of the out because I do kind of enjoy it. But there you go. All right, next up for me is I'm going to the invasion. Shoot you full of love. There you go. And I do not want Robert's version. I want the uh, version with Mark, which uh, does circulate. So, mm. again, I want my best of any to have some alternate takes and different shit on it. Uh, again, it, it's just one of those songs. Uh, I think this one has a lot of the stuff from Warrior recycled into it. And it's just, again, for me, it's where he goes guitars and the best. You know, he's just a, a wild man, again, and good vocals, good lyrics. Love the imagery and the lyrics and all that shit. So, there you go. That's my next pick. Nice. Nice. I go with back on the streets after that for mine um i didn't go down the road of alternate takes i like the version that's on invasion well enough now that's a duet Great. that's a duet with him and robert isn't it on that album correct yeah correct no nah, julian didn't like my pick again but i no, I it's, 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 a, it's on my list somewhere okay but it's a great song though i mean it's very i mean you talked about um, a million to one being underrated. Back on the streets, I think is just as underrated, if not more so. It's, I, I don't know. When I when I listen to almost every time when I go through Invasion, I listen to that, and I listen to Back on the Streets. I go back and listen to Back on the Streets again. It's that good. I really thoroughly enjoy it. And again, very underrated classic, Vinny, and definitely would be on a, a greatest hit for Vinnie Vincent, in my opinion. Well, it would have to be, because it's been recorded by so many different people as well. Sure. Three Seed, uh, Three Speed, pardon me, uh, Linda Chase doing the lead vocals on that. Richie Scarlett's Frehley's Comet version. Uh, Vinny, of course, and God knows, uh, John Norm? Yeah, I think John Norm did that, didn't he? For, uh, he was the guitarist in Europe. So, all right, so I'm going way deep into his catalog for this song. And this dates from, I think it's 1976, and it was originally recorded by Hitchhikers, and he plays 12-string guitar on it. And it's, uh, if, you, if you go on YouTube and search for Vinny and Mama, it's not its full title, but uh, it's uh, what most people kind of refer to the song as. So it is a big R&B, badass song this song's for you mama is its full title and it's just exquisite uh, he wrote the damn thing himself very early on in his career got it placed on an r&b album at connecticut recording studios where he was you know doing a lot of his work so again it's the best of vinnie vincent not vinnie vincent's greatest hits because again uh, none of these were exactly chart monsters were they even you know whomever <laughs> they were recorded by so Again, it's about the talent of Vinnie Vincent, which to me, the first time I heard that, you know, even as a, a much younger guy who at that time did not like Peter Chris's 1978 solo album one bit, that was like, I was impressed by it. I was impressed by the crossover. I was like, what the hell is that? That is, that's Vinnie. And then you find out that he's actually playing on it. Uh, you know, so that's where I want to go a little bit different in some of my picks and represent different facets of his career. That, you know, just stunned me. And again, these are questions that I hope people get an opportunity to ask Vinny. And it, it, it's to find out about this man. I mean, he's, he's an enigma. 
you know, he, he's done, he worked with jazz artists, he worked with uh, R&B groups, Black Satin, or the Five Satins became Black Satin, and the Hitchhikers, so, you know, he's got so much more to him than just fret wanking and pissing on his guitar, uh, there's, there's more to that guy than that. <laughs> he's deeper than that. He, he's, yeah, well, there you go, deeper and deeper. <laughs> Speaking of deeper, my next one is Do You Want to Make Love? <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> it's. The lyrics in that are so. You can totally hear Gene or Paul singing that song. With, with, with a rocket in my pocket, I just had one thing to say. I mean, come on. Who doesn't hear Gene Simmons or Paul Stanley singing that? Rocket in, in my pocket, log in your fireplace, hot knife to butter. It's all out Love of the same. so insane. Come on, lick my candy cane. Come on, who can't hear Gene or Paul singing a lyric like that? It fits right in totally. It's like, it's almost like you wanted to put it on Lick It Up or maybe another Kiss album because it, it fits in. The whole, the, whole, the whole song just fits in so perfectly and you... I mean, come on, who you couldn't tell me you couldn't possibly hear that on a Kiss album? I would that, just, that song I, fits totally I, in I'm it. sorry, I would need video of Paul Stanley singing that for the first time. Oh, Paul, come on, Paul Stanley looking at the lyrics. And that, just priceless. I, I mean, yeah, I yeah, I, I totally had that on my list as well. I'm scratching it off there now because I really? got denial. It's a great song and totally could be on a Kiss album. There's Absolutely. No, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. You know, no argument here. Okay, so this one cannot be on a Kiss album, I don't think. And one of my favorite unreleased recordings of Vinny's is Rocks on Fire. I have done so much work on, you know, I've bought dozens and dozens of copies of those. Why the fuck did that text just come through on my computer? Okay, Apple, I hate you. Um... What the hell was I saying? Okay, so I, I bought all these different copies of the, you know, the the Rocks on Fire demos or whatever the album's called, guitar, guitar, guitars from hell, in hopes of getting better quality, better quality, better quality. If I could pick one Vinnie Vincent song today that Vinnie was gonna email me the full 320, you know, or flack, whatever, full studio recording perfection from his collection this would be the song rocks on fire for me it, it started my kind of getting back into Vinny and that heavy aggressive guitar shit that i really was never a fan of in the 80s i did not like invasion i threw that cassette away i did not I, <laughs> it didn't do a thing for me bought it listened to it garbage white tiger bought it listened to it threw it in garbage not my <laughs> cup of tea in the slightest and then rocks on fire all of a sudden i'm like holy shit this is absolutely incredible guitar work i love the vocals on it as well the song you know these are long songs for guitars from hell so right in the middle of my best of any vincent is some of his very best guitar work in my opinion and people can say well f screw you that's fine i like it if you like it, that's all that matters. That's all that matters to me. It's, I'm, I'm smiling just thinking about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a loser. <laughs> um, my next one is Killer 
Bitch is insane. She deals in pain. That riff to start it is kick ass. There's no denying that. And it, it hooks you right into the song. And then, correct, bitch is insane. She deals in pain. She's a killer. It's awesome. Yep. I love that. There's, it's a great, great hook, great lyrics, great song. Has to be on a Vinny. Great. Yeah, you know what my next pick was? Killer. Killer. Yes. Uh, again, same, re- <laughs> same, same reasons that you've just done. And this remains to me one of the Gene. Would you please, or Phil? Play that solo. Uh, Phil and Nashville guitar dudes. Uh, tell Gene that he really wants to do this song because uh, the Gene Simmons band performing that would be absolutely freaking killer. God, yeah, that'd be unbelievable. That that I, I don't want Kiss to do. It. I, actually, if Kiss wants to do it, yeah, cool. Uh, Kiss wants to do it, great, but yeah. But I, I would love to see and hear Gene doing that live with whichever band he wants backing him. But I think the Gene Simmons boys would uh, do a very good job of it. I think so, they do a great job. So I, rough. I have nothing to add uh, to what you said on that. So I'll just give my next pick uh, Invasion. And again, it's the chugging, undulating rhythm of that one. It just chunks along. I think it's the only co-write that uh, Robert got on that album. And it shows a little bit more of his kind of, again, he's even more melodic than uh, Vinny is or, or wanted mm-hmm. to be. So it's a really nice contrast on that first album. It's one of my favorite songs on any Vinny release or in his whole catalog, much of the same reasons that I was drooling and fawning over Rocks on Fire. It's just a, a really cool piece of music that to this day resonates with me, even though, you know, I d- obviously didn't listen to it for many years after throwing away my cassette in the 80s. But uh, there you go. <laughs> for me, my next one is Shoot You Full of Love, basically for the same reasons I said for do you want to make love? Cause it's a, it's just a raunchy song. And again, it wouldn't surprise you if it showed up on, if it would have, would show up, would have showed up on a kiss record. Yeah. There, there's a lot of stuff on that first album that theoretically could easily. And maybe a lot of stuff was supposed to be on Analyze. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he maybe he wrote it. Maybe he wrote those songs with the intention of them being on Animalize. I mean, like with that, song, in that song, kind of song, vein. A song like Animal. I mean, it's mm-hmm. uh, almost a given that uh, they, sure. they use a title like Animalize because because Vinny wrote a song called Animal for no other. Why do we call him Animal Animalize? Yeah, the, Vinny. Because the animals are on the floor. <laughs> Again, another good question for for Vinny. <laughs> is uh, how did Kiss come up with the title of Animalize? And I don't know. I, I can't remember reading anything about Paul saying where that title came from. So, right. you know, is, is that again? Because that audience looked like a damn zoo. That's why. <laughs> yeah, a damn zoo wearing fluorescent purple streamers. Um, looked, looked like you'd uh, had an accident with a five-year-old girl's bicycle. So. <laughs> All right, so what, what, what's my next one? Oh, okay. I still love you. Again, one yeah, of the, no. you know, what what are we gonna say here? Vinny only gets a co-writing credit on this one, but uh, again, is there a demo of him doing it? And if not, throw on the MTV Unplugged version, uh, just because it's the best of Vinny and it's the best of Paul Stanley wrapped in up into one freaking awesome song that a lot of people mm-hmm. surprisingly seem to dislike. I, w- I was reading. A, I like that song. I was reading something. I think it was a, th- a discussion on Facebook last week or something. And so, uh, there were a few cats in there saying, "Oh fuck, that song." Yeah. I'm like what? 
No. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, you know, first time I heard it, loved it. 35 years later, I guess, I still love it. So, you know, great song. What's your next one? Yeah, I mean, I like it. It's, I like it on MTV Unplugged better than on Creatures, but I still love the version on Creatures, though, so. Yeah, good stuff, both of them. Mm Mm-hmm. My next one's Let Freedom Rock. I really like, it's a good summer song, you know, Let Freedom Rock. It's a good song to listen to while you're outside drinking a beer and barbecuing. It's on my summer playlist on my iPod. It's just a great song and kind of like, a, and, and again, it's like an anthem type song, kind of gets you fired up, kind of a song you can almost hear Kiss playing too. I, I was actually playing it over the summer and, my, and I go, I go to my wife, I go, who sings this? And, you know, she looks at me and she goes, I don't know, Kiss, they had that Let Freedom Rock tour. And I go, no, it's not. I go, that's an excellent guess. <laughs> so I said, well, it's Vinny. She's on the same thing. I go, well, not really. I said, but it's a good, still a good guess. Yep. But close enough for some. You can hear, again, again, like a lot of my picks, I guess, that are Vinny songs, that you could hear Kiss singing something like that. Yeah, totally. Here's here's a good question. It's a little uh, side tangent. 1988, Aces uh, or Frehley's Comet comes out with Second Sighting, and Vinny comes mm-hmm. out with All Systems Go. Which one of those albums do you take rate higher uh, than the other? All Systems Go. You do? Yeah. No. Same here. I think I think Second Sighting's a big one of the biggest letdowns of Ace Frehley's career. Yeah, Second Sighting. Uh, I like nothing against Todd, but it's like a Todd solo album. Oh, Todd's stuff on there is fantastic. And we've, talked about, yeah. we've, and we've talked about that before on here, but very little contribution from Ace on that. Yeah. Well, or, not as mu- or, or not as much as you would like from an Ace for LA solo album. How about that? Yeah, it kind of defeats the object of a solo album uh, when you have a band that does everything for you. So, you know. Kind of shows, shows up to slap his name on it. Oh, I just found an error on the uh, Kiss Monster website. When you go on All, all Systems Go, it actually has the, wrong, it has the wrong album title there. You're exposing okay. yourself. Yeah, well, so let's see if the Facebook comments, anyone would call me out on it. No. Okay. People are hurrying there now to say, Jelly, you fucked up again. Okay. So my next pick, where the hell is it? Yeah, we are on that album, Burn. And it's very obvious kind of where the material that's – Slaughter on that first album. Burn is just one of those songs that has that kind of slaughter vibe, even though I know he had nothing to do with writing it. So, again, the rocking stuff on that album. I don't think it needs extra solos. I don't know what Vinny's beef is with that album because I love it. Maybe it's because it's a little bit more melodic, a little bit less of the guitars, more attention paid to the songwriting. Great song. Well-crafted rock song. So... You keep you keeping count because I have no idea what number. I'm, I I, I kind of lost count as well. Okay, cool. Well, your turn. No, I'm just I'll go anyway. My next one is I'm gonna steal something from Julian. I'm gonna say not for the innocent, but I'm gonna go with the demo of not for the innocent, oh, which yeah. is all trading vocals. And Vinny gets a co-write on it, so you know he had a heavy heavy hand in it. So that song. Especially with that that song, I always like that song. But then when I heard that demo a few years ago with them trading vocals, oh my god, how is that not on Creatures of the Night? How is that on on the box set in 2000? How that's even even that's an even better question. Yeah. Why is it left off the box set? How why is, is how why is there not a Creatures remain? Deluxe 
I mean, uh, all these questions. Yeah, just... that's a great question. Oh, because we heard that, oh, they were going to do a Creatures Deluxe, but there just wasn't enough material there. Give me a break. How about that? How about It's My Life? I mean, maybe there's a maybe there's a killer teaching demo or something out there that we could have put on. I mean, come on. Don't tell me there's not enough. Or, or there's not how, enough material. How about this? You know, just uh, <laughs> picture this. A soundboard from the oh, Creature yeah. Store. Since they from, recorded every show. From anywhere. I don't care where. Yeah. Just three or four songs from anywhere. Yeah. I mean, how, don't tell how, me there's not how material. cool would that, that be? So, I think that's a cop out. Yeah. There's not enough material. There, there's there's, uh, there's probably enough legal issues, but, which makes it understandable. Which which is probably more the truth than <laughs> enough material. There's got to be more material. That's crazy. So, yeah, not for the innocent with Gene and Paul trading vocals. Okay. Well, you know, since uh, you've gone on to that demo, I've uh, kind of gone the same route on my next pick, and it's, uh, not, it's not easy being pretty. The Warrior demo. Which uh, obviously that album just came out, but that's always been one that I've just I found it quirky. I like it. Obviously, bits and pieces have been recycled here and there, but uh, dig it for sure. Good trick. I've I've got two picks left, so I don't know how many you still have. Okay, I can go two more than two. Okay, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one you already said, and it's million the one because I can't leave it off. And we kind of sung his praises a little bit ago, but. Another underrated song, great Vinny, melodic, ballad-type song, um, very underrated. Again, it was awesome when Paul did it back in 06, but definitely very underrated and should have seen a single release off Look It Up, in my opinion. Okay. I'm going to close out mine with two songs, one of which should definitely have been a hit for someone. Um, well, it was a minor hit for John Waite. And... Uh, that is, of course, Tears. One of the greatest things was getting an actual Vinny tape and having a pristine copy of that in all its glory with Vinny singing the lead vocal on it. I love that song. I loved it when I heard Peter Chris's version of it. I never heard John Waite's version of it, so can't really speak to that. But Peter missed the boat. He could have had a hit with that. Um, instead, John had a hit with his, just like Peter could have had a hit with, uh, by, what was it, uh, uh, you Better Run, which Pat Benatar had a hit with. So, you know, I always felt sorry for Peter that he actually picked some good songs like Tears to get on his album and then re- released it as a single in Europe and Australia, New Zealand and Japan. So pretty much worldwide. And nothing happened to it. So I think on this, Vinny releases his The Best of Vinny Vincent. And this is the single from the album. Very cool. Why not? Why the hell not? That's a good. That's a good single for from a, a Vinnie Vincent solo album. Or Vinnie Vincent solo album. greatest hits album. Very cool. I don't know how it can compete with the shit that they release nowadays. Uh, you know, for the radio. <laughs> is, is there anywhere left that they could even play this? Probably not. Yeah, where would you, where would it be played? Yeah, is, it, yeah it'd be it'd be cool. But where? What radio is going to put it on? Record store day. There you go, Vinnie. There you go. I close out mine with on the eighth day just because it's a great song to close out. And I'm with, I love, I love the way lick it up closes out with on the eighth day. Um, so I would, I'd close out my, my mini album with that as well. It's good. anthem, good anthem type song to close out. With. I think it's a great, it's, 
to me it was Kiss kind of getting back. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just partial to the song because Kiss was kind of getting back to closing out albums in a cool way with War Machine on on Creatures and then on the eighth day on on Lick It Up. You know, they're always were known for closing out albums with with kick-ass songs. So yeah, what, what, what I say on what, the eighth day. What did they close out uh, Animalize with? Lonnie? Well, still, they 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 got away from that. And <laughs> Murder in High Heels is not a bombastic song that makes you go, yeah, at the end of the album. It's like a, a thank God at the end of the album that it's over. And then uh, Mr. Paul Stanley is, of course, responsible for uh, All Night on Asylum. So, uh, yeah, they got away from that winning formula, didn't they? A little hey. bit. All right, my fi- my final pick would be the B-side to a uh, pink vinyl record store day release with Vinnie vocal versions of Tears back with Back on the Streets again. I do not want the mm-hmm. version with him duetting with Roberts. I like his demo. Um, I, I, again, because it's all Vinny, it just showcases him. It's not about what a great singer Robert is or even what a great uh, contrast Vinny's voice can be to Robert's stuff. It's uh, just all Vinny. So that, that closes out my best of it. And, you know, one thing I, I do find going through Vinny's stuff, there's the melodic, there's the outrageous, and then there's the kiss stuff. So, and also, I guess, uh, the, 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 pre, the pre-fame material. So, you know, it really runs a, a broad spectrum of style, but it's all very good quality. For sure. I think a best of Vinny would be fun. Why not? Yeah. So, uh, you know, put it out, get yourself back in the spotlight, let Atlanta be the start of something and not just a, a one-off deal. Yeah. Demos. Here's the best of Vinny in demo form since he can't use any of these. Since he can't use any of those official recordings, obviously. I, I don't think he even owns the copyrights anymore to all the stuff he did with Kiss that that was taken away from him as part of the, the, the court case in order to pay the costs. I mean, they, they really stuck a fork in him to make sure mm-hmm. that he, he wouldn't come back again. So, you know, again, de- what demos does he have of any of these things, uh, this stuff? Could he go back in and record? You know, Robert Fleischman's going to be at the Atlanta Expo. So that kind of that kind of speaks to possibilities for me. You know, are there possibilities of him or the two working together again? Has Robert said anything in interviews? It's really, it's really kind of cool. I, I'm, I'm sure there's a drummer that uh, would be available to work on that project who also worked with Vinny and has some tapes of uh, stuff he did with him, right, Carmine? For sure. Yeah, that that could be fascinating, and I'm sure Dana Strum's always available on bass. Well, I'm sure he is available. <laughs> <laughs> probably not very welcome for Vinny. But, but. but probably available. <laughs> All right, we're not going to try and drag this one out. That is our, both of our picks for what we think would make a very best of Vinnie Vincent uh, collection. What would be your picks? How would you approach it? Would you just focus on the Kiss stuff? What would other ones that you would say, Julian, Lonnie, are you guys nuts? How on earth did you pick those for your best of Vinnie Vincent's? You're nuts. Okay. Why are you doing a best of Vinnie Vincent show? 
why not? Uh, and and Ken, what were your picks? You know, so hopefully he'll chime in on one of the uh, one of the threads. But other than that, next week, brace yourself. There's going to be a lot of podcasts about the vault, as we said at the top of this show. Uh, the first experience. There's going to be more and more podcasts coming about stuff leading up to Atlanta and the many guests that are going to feature in that. So it's an exciting January for everyone. I think there's going to be lots of stuff. Um, and who knows what we're going to find out. There are dates set up in Spain and I think Portugal. I was going to talk to you about that. What, what are your, what are your thoughts on, on that? Um, I, I guess. Do, do, do you foresee, obviously, do you foresee more European dates? Do you think a U.S. tours in the works? What do you think? I'm not sure how it all plays with the stuff Gene's doing on his own and Paul Stanley's Soul Station World Tour, um, which right now is only going to Japan. <laughs> You know, can we can we just call it a Japan tour, not a world tour? I I think they need to take a little bit of a a step back from the touring in order to if they are if they do have a plan for an exit strategy, to to make the the market um, want them again, if only for one I last agree. time, rather than oh they were just here last year again. There's still a you know some uh, interviewers sometimes say you know they're on their 15th farewell tour, which we know is bullshit. But what's the perception out there in the markets? And these are the people, you know, they'll be talking to, you know, agents about what the perception is in a market. Well, you know, again, the festival dates in Europe, yeah, you know, those those are easy money. Those are cool. Those are great for mm-hmm. you know to do a few dates around them as well and smaller venues. Yeah, that's fine. That makes the travel worthwhile. Uh, do you do, see him trucking the whole thing over the earth though for three, four dates? Well, you've seen what the stage looked like recently, right? Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. I'm sure they can buy piping. Pretty bare bones. Pretty bare bones. Yeah, get piping and video screens wherever they are. You know, it's become very basic. Uh, it's certainly not the spider tour. Right. It's not. It's not like it's the spider tour. Do I hope they? Like do I hope they do some dates? Yeah. I mean, if they do anything within distance of me again, I will more than likely do it. Um, it, it, it's one of those things. Do I want to have any regrets of missing them? So, I mean, right now there's only those few dates announced. What, what is it? Six, I think. So yeah. would it make sense for there to be more? Yes. Would it make sense to combine it with European vault experiences for Gene? Yes. Is it feasible for someone who's nearly 70 and Paul, who, you know, he's still very energetic and sprightly, um, and I won't say his age, because he doesn't act it, uh, you know, but still there's wear and tear on the body in, mm-hmm. in doing his shows and everything that goes along with them, the meet and greets, the acoustic performances, they work hard. So how feasible is it for them to be doing any of that? I don't know. Only they know what they can handle and what they ought to be handling at this stage. So is it going to be more of a down year with maybe a few little clusters of kiss shows? That's kind of what I expect. Kind of gets that feeling. Yeah, you know, and again, what Gene has already announced, and he's already made changes to his schedule. So who who the hell knows? I, I don't even want to try and divide it. I, I know I want to see them if I get a chance. I want to see Ace Frehley if I get a chance. Um, you know, if Peter does any signings that are convenient for me, I, I'd probably go and do them. Um, I will travel. I will fly to see the Kulik brothers. That, that, that is my, oh, for sure. That is my one. I will not miss that under any circumstances unless I'm dead. And you better make sure that coffin is nailed shut because if I'm dead and the Keelick brothers are playing, I will be there in spirit. That'd be awesome. Yeah. 
that, that that's the one I'm most excited about a prospect of, you know, I'd love those two guys to maybe go through Bruce's collect, uh, cassette collection and dig up some riffs from the kiss era that he hasn't used on transformer or audio dog and maybe work up some stuff with a, you know, that, that vocalist and bass player was pretty darn good on the cruise from those videos. So, you know, there's there's a there's so many possibilities. It's January the fourth. It's oh, yeah. all it's all an open book at this stage. So no one knows. Let's wait and see. All right, I think that's it for us. So uh, chime in with your best of any Vincent collections. Uh, also tell us about the format that you'd use. I mean, two purple discs, or maybe the color combinations used on his uh, double V, or a box full of cassettes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever floats your boat. But uh, from Lonnie and me. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.